Can you imagine if Mickey Mouse went public domain? <laughs> I would have a fucking field day. I know. That would be me learning to draw. <laughs> <laughs> what would you draw? I would draw Mickey sucking his own dick, and, and as I t- entitled this as canon. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, do you not already do that exists. every day, Sam? Well, I can't make money off of it. Right. Yeah, <laughs> I can so finally good. post it and make money off of it. You sell t shirts. <laughs> <laughs> you'd, you'd sell t shirts outside Disney World. <laughs> we could do about it. Disney can't stop me from doing this. <laughs> it's not legal. <laughs> Free country, man. <laughs> are, you, are, you, are you ready? Funny. Whatever. Be happy. Hey everyone, welcome back to the Funny Papers. I show our three thirty-something short collective psychosis about the classic '90s cartoon show Doug. I'm Mike, and with me are my friends Sam. I just learned that Patty's dad is named Chad Mayonnaise. <laughs> and Jim. Finster later returns with his masters without squatting Babu. Today we cover episode 32, part 1 of Doug. In all episodes after the first, Doug was separated into two 12-minute shorts. And episode 32, part 1's title is Doug and the Weird Kids. Doug and the Sex Pervers. (laughs) No, that's every other episode. That's not this one. (laughs) This is, uh... This, yeah, is, this is, I think, the least horny episode we've ever had. Yeah. No, they, they make tons of comedy sounds in this episode. Oh my god! There's only the one thing. No, I there's can think there's of. lots of it. Oh good! I will point it out when it happens. Thank you. No uh, you're a valuable asset to the show, Sam. This <laughs> is the this is the show where uh, the weird kids is basically just a code for they are autistic. I don't. You think so? I think it's yeah. just yeah. like yeah. Okay. <laughs> Extremely yeah. Okay. The thing this this also this episode falls into the pitfall that most cartoons do in that just because you're a nerd doesn't mean you're smart. Yeah. See see me. (laughs) (laughs) I've been talking about Sentai shows for the last twenty minutes. I am not smart. We have evidence of that in the recording. (laughs) That is right. We've been talking about, uh, while warming up for this, we've been going through the catalog of all the different Power Rangers. <laughs> Including the fact that Brian Cranston, Mr. Breaking Bad himself, was at one point, what was the name of that guy? Snizzard? Snizzard. And Twin Slizzard. Man. Twin Man. <laughs> yeah, it's good. We determined that Slizzard is not a stinky wizard, but in fact a lizard. Which sucks. Uh, he dude. also has snakes on his legs for some and reason. Which fights with a hula hoop. <laughs> right. Remember the 90s, folks. Remember the 90s. <laughs> anyway, so <laughs> this episode begins. Uh, everyone is in the class, like in uh, in the classroom. Everyone is, is like sitting in their desk, crossing their fingers, and just like pleading. Uh, it's a very making, making kami sounds. It's it's a very weird moment that they're all just yes. sitting there like pleading about something. Right? Everybody's got their fingers <sighs> crossed, going like, <sighs> like I was thinking more taking a dump, but yours works too, Sam. <laughs> Different strokes. Well, of course. Roger Klotz and Connie Bin. Ah. Wingo is reading off a list of names. Uh, it appears that she's pairing the students off. And in fact, Doug calls out that, yes, people are being paired off. <laughs> yes. Pair. That means two. Yeah, 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 yeah. Uh, Roger is grouped with Connie. Uh, and they give, us, they give us Connie's last name in this. Connie's last name is Binge. Uh, so she. Well, pretty- that has some context given what happens it later. Kinda does. Um, <laughs> That's real cool, Jenkins. Real cool. But uh, so they are paired together. Uh, Boomer is paired with Chalky, uh, and then every and, and then Doug goes into like what they're actually talking about here. Uh, they say he says that everyone was so nervous about the get to know your fellow students report that Wingo was assigning in order to learn about each other's home lives. 
Which, I'll be fair, <sighs> is a grade school level, okay, fine, tell me about somebody else in your class. Sure, but it, it's kind of weird that it's like, uh, you give the report, like, you have to, like, go over then there to their house and, like, see what their deal is and then give an oral report to the rest of the class? Yeah, this seems uh-huh. very dangerous. Oh, boy, I'm going to Mr. Dahmer's class. He had a bunch of weird furniture. <laughs> I don't know, it looked cool to me. And also, like, okay, so does this take place early in the timeline? Like, early in the... Because supposedly they've been classmates for a long time, unless this is, like, the second day of school. It might be right? the second day of school. It might well be the second day of school, but... And honestly, we can slot this one earlier in the timeline fairly neatly, because why haven't we seen the people we're about to see at any point before now? Easy. Because they were off doing other shit. Yeah, and like, yeah, maybe maybe they were like, you know, they moved to the they moved to the town first too. Uh, but Connie says she's been their neighbor for a long time at one point, so maybe they've lived there forever. They just like came from a different school. Well, uh, uh, doing some preliminary research for this episode and the Disney episodes, they skip middle school and go straight to high school. So maybe they like are three years old. And they just skipped a bunch of grades <laughs> up until sixth grade. Yeah, or that fifth was fifth grade, thing. whatever grade we're in. They just got jumped up into nth grade here. <laughs> yes. That would explain why they're weird about like communication, because they haven't like grown up with people their own age, and so they like don't really know how to talk to everybody else properly, except for each other. Mm. Uh I don't know. But regardless, uh we are about to meet these two characters. Uh Doug gets paired up. With Al and Moose Sleech, uh, who is apparently the, the, the two people that everybody didn't want to get paired with. Yeah, it'd be awful if you got paired with two people. <laughs> yes. Yeah, it's to me as a twin, it's just very poor form to put two twins in the same class. Because, like, <laughs> half the point of school is to develop a different set of neuroses than the ones you get at home. <laughs> Oh no! I, you know what? I for Sam, I constantly forget that you're a twin. That is like, I. What? What do you mean that it was like a different set? <laughs> like oh. me and my no twin. You never put twins in the same class just because you like you want them to socialize and like in the case of identical twins, there's a bunch of easy pranks that you can avoid by not putting them in the same class. <laughs> That's true. That's a good point. Is this like how when you adopt a dog, it's not a good idea to adopt from the same litter? Because then they'll unite against you. Is it? I don't. Is that a thing? <laughs> I don't know. Are you I'm just making idiot. this up? This <laughs> very when good were you overthrown choice. by a pair of dogs? <laughs> Constantly. <laughs> I'm not a very good and authoritative person. <laughs> oh, man. Well, uh, yes, sir, Mr. Porkchop, sir. Yes, yes, you may have a satellite dish and a nicer apartment than me. Oh, God. Yes, you may have a refrigerator full of beer, Porkchop. Oh, God. Anyway, so Doug is paired up with these two. Uh, and they, like, he goes, oh, no. But they don't respond to this. They just, one of them just writes the number 473 on a piece of paper, shows it to the other one, and then they giggle. The sleech code. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, this is like a trend that continues throughout the episode, right? Yeah. This they, they is. They speak in code. A, yeah. This is a reference to a joke, except for it's not funny, and the joke itself is only marginally funny. What, is, what do you mean? Okay, so. The old gag goes, running into a bunch of people gathered around in insert social setting of your choice, and just every once in a while, one guy just shouts out, five, and everybody busts up laughing like, oh, God, fantastic. Then after a little bit, somebody else goes, 26, and again, whole room, dying laughing. And it's eventually explained by somebody who's taking pity on the newcomer. Well, here's the thing. These are all a bunch of old guys. They've all heard each other's stories hundreds and hundreds of times. At this point, you can just say the number and all of them will fill in the details in and of themselves. 
And so Wait, then, naturally, really? the new guy trying to fit in says, 17! And they just look at him like he's an insect. And just the friendly interloper says, man, you gotta work on your delivery, kid. Like I said, it's not what particularly is- funny, but it's a <laughs> semi-famous joke. Really? That just seems very mean. Incredibly. <laughs> seems like a great great way to not make new friends. Yeah, no, like the whole <laughs> gag is that, okay, inside jokes are impenetrable and you just kind of got to deal with them. But when wow. you turn that itself into an inside joke, <laughs> I don't know yeah. what they were even trying to do here. They're talking in code because that's what smart people do. <laughs> that's what I thought it was. Yeah, I think that's more so what it's supposed to do. Like, I tried to make, like, an alphanumeric cipher to it to see if they were, like, saying real words. See, or, like... previous comment, re being a nerd does not make you smart. <laughs> <laughs> Dan, were you waiting for that one? <laughs> yeah, sorry, man. <laughs> well, they, uh, 473 was them laughing at each other, which I was like, maybe it's LOL, but no, that's, like, too recent. But now it's just like, maybe they're calling Doug gay. <laughs> <laughs> 473 oh god damn it it's funny well i googled what 473 means and apparently it means stuff like positivity love light and a good support system mike where did you find that information I, it was like angel numbers i don't know what that means is that know, a bad site is that a site that's for bad people <laughs> i suspect that your angel number may have something to do with the amount of i don't fucking know angels in your body <laughs> sam Maybe help me out on this one what's that thing that they thought that uh epstein was doing oh no numerology <laughs> Not numerology, the uh, thing that's in your pineal gland. Adrenochrome? Adrenochrome, that's it. Oh my God. Your angel number is the amount of adrenochrome you possess. Oh, Christ. No problem. It also is the. It struck me as very weird when I first saw that number because I, I used to live in apartment number 473 in one of my old apartments. And I was like, oh, they're speaking directly to me. <laughs> Jenkins is just telling you, I know where you live, you son of a bitch. Maybe. Well, thank God I escaped that apartment semi-recently. And, like, Now you're oh, in God. apartment 5927. <laughs> what is that? That's oh, the that's next the next, next one, they say. Oh, God, you're right. I didn't realize that. Oh, jeez. I gotta move right now. <laughs> oh, man. Well, it also plays the Sleech's theme song while it's going through this. And their theme song, their theme song fucking rules. I remember, oh, yeah. want, I remember wanting to use that as our podcast theme music before realizing that was probably definitely a way to get shut down. Yeah, it was <laughs> just, good. Just I do like their theme song. It. Like the, cause it's the rare good use of the wop sound. Yeah, 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 yeah. The, the <laughs> fart trumpet that was ubiquitous <laughs> in, like, uh, 90s soundtracks. They found a way to make it that sound cool. Yeah, it's awesome. I really like it. Oh, man. I think it's more mouth sounds, but that's fine. Yeah, it is mouth sounds, but the mouth sound doing the fart trumpet it does kick ass. <laughs> of course. I also, just, like, more background information on the Sleeches, I also, like, looked at them on the Doug wiki, and uh, one of their interests that it lists is thinking. (laughs) That's what smart people do, you see. (laughs) What's funny is, like, we know that the show has, like, nerd references in, you know, the 1960s and stuff, and that was, like, pre-modern definition of nerds. That's why the the Sleeches don't do anything nerding until, like, the very end when they play with a computer named Brian. <laughs> right. Yeah. <laughs> also, like, they're trying to establish, oh, wow, the Sleeches are so weird and unapproachable, unlike the normal kid, Doug, who already had one episode about how he refused to leave his room because he was too busy playing video games, <laughs> right. and the episode about the serious argument he had with his friend about their shared comic book character's canon. Right. Like, yeah, real (laughs) alpha shit there, Doug. Yeah. Well, Doug is not interested in thinking, though. I mean, who the fuck is? 
Sound off in the chat if you guys love thinking. <laughs> I'm in the fuck object permanence gang. <laughs> <laughs> the first rule of no object permanence gang is, oh, hey, look, a bird. Yeah. Well, I can't see you guys, so you don't exist. You're just voices in my computer. And as soon as you stop talking, you don't exist anymore. <laughs> you call each of us Brian. <laughs> <laughs> I am playing on Brian right now. <laughs> <laughs> no, you're on. Wait, that's Mr. Computer's first yeah, name. It's Brian Computer. <laughs> Brian J. Singer Computer. Yeah. Oh, God. Well, so they get, they get grouped up. Uh, and then the, the Doug freaks out, and we cut to the title card. Uh, we come back, and Doug goes home. Uh, he's like, oh, man, well, I eventually have to go over to their place and learn about their life. Uh, and right as Doug gets home, uh, the Sleech twins knock on his door, and he opens the door, and they followed him home while wearing hazmat suits and holding clipboards. How wacky. <laughs> Indeed. Yeah. What follows is extremely weird. They don't want to catch the Doug virus. When they yeah, they are aware of Doug brain and do not wish <laughs> yeah. to be exposed. Exactly. They've got regular computer brain, which is normal. <laughs> yeah. Right. That's good, actually. <laughs> they it's understand how computers work, as you can tell from the fact that their computer is a typewriter with a TV screen attached. <laughs> right. And a and a ham radio. And a ham radio. <laughs> and a printout. Oh, man. Well, Doug says that nobody is home for them to interview right now uh, and asks if they want to come over later when his mom and sister are around. Uh, but they just push past him and go in anyway. Hello, Doug Funny. We are here. Uh, hey, guys. I didn't expect you so soon. I don't think any of my family's home for you to interview. Excuse me. Pardon. <laughs> And they do giggle as this happens. It's because like, you can tell they've done their homework. Yeah, later on, my mom will be here. <laughs> yeah, right, Doug. <laughs> yeah. Do you remember how really early on in the show, we were just like, Doug gets really into Bitcoin? Yeah. I think the Sleeches also get really big into Bitcoin, but they're good at it. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, the Sleeches were early adopters and sold out during one of the very few points you could actually exchange Bitcoin for money. Yeah, right. they're, uh, they bought it in 2011 to buy Redacted, and now they're millionaires. <laughs> yes. Right. That's, uh, that's what happens in the Disney canon. <laughs> they're currently <laughs> investing in Bitcoin. <laughs> Well, oh, Al is in jail for redacted. <laughs> right. Oh God! And they uh, no, that's what happens. They sold it all to Dink, and Dink figures he's really hitting the big time. Yeah, Dink, yeah, yeah, Dink, yeah. Dink buys it when it hits its cap at twenty k, and then immediately crashes. <laughs> he buys it when it's most expensive. Yeah, <laughs> it's, it's good because it's very expensive. Oh, then he only buys a small amount of redacted with it. <laughs> <laughs> Bitcoin, exchangeable uh, for several things. Do not ask us what those things are. Indeed, because we don't know. <laughs> I'm, I'm doing research for this podcast on the Tor browser, so if you want some redacted, hit me up. Don't, that's a joke, that's a joke. That's parody, a joke. Parody, parody, parody. <laughs> well, uh, <laughs> Sam, remember how you were let back into prison on good behavior? <laughs> <laughs> of course. Oh my god. Well, so the Sleeches, before finding out about Bitcoin, they have to invest to investigate Doug's house. Uh, and they go into Doug's kitchen and they start going through Doug's trash. The first thing they do. It's like oh, yeah. cats. <laughs> yeah. They they pull out an apple core, which they put into a bag and say they will be taking back to the lab for analysis. Yeah, one of them says, excellent specimen, as he pokes the apple core. It's great. <laughs> yes. Uh, they look inside Doug's oven. Uh, specifically, they look at the top of the oven to see if there is a broiler, but there isn't. <laughs> hmm, no top heating element. This oven is shit. <laughs> yes, it's probably what they put in the report. Uh, and then they go downstairs to the basement. To one of them gets inside Doug's dryer and they turn it on. He takes a reading in there without his helmet. 
And then they very immediately understand the most important part of any infiltration operation, jump immediately into the man-sized ducts. <laughs> right. They jump immediately into the man-sized ducts as Judy appears. Uh, so they don't want to talk to Judy at all. No girls allowed. <laughs> right. It was a dude's rock party. This is a dude's rock party. We're going to jump inside the heating ducts of your house and, I don't know, just shuffle around in there. Eventually, one of us is going to pop out with a tranquilizer rifle when you least expect it. Right. After getting in the dryer and probably breaking it like one of my friends did to my dryer in high school. <laughs> Very good. <laughs> that kicks owned. ass. Yes, owned indeed. Uh, well, so they start, Doug and Judy start, like, listening to the walls to try and find them. Uh, and they've climbed all the way to the ground floor from the basement through the ducks. Those, uh, hazmat suits have some real impressive climbing equipment up in. They sure do. They just stand on each other's shoulders because they're comfortable with each other. <laughs> and then go one after the other, like climbing up of his shoulders. Yes. <laughs> oh, How this works? All, shut up. We can all learn a thing or two from the sleeches. Uh, and and in the hall of here, we can see a photograph of Doug's parents' wedding, and it has the Nickelodeon logo at the bottom again. <laughs> <laughs> So it exists. Like they the have first Nickelodeon wedding. <laughs> it's just sweetheart. Gag. Let's get married at the Legends of the Hidden Temple set. <laughs> the priest is that uh, who is the talking head? Oh, Nick. <laughs> Do you take this woman? <laughs> you must escape the temple guards in order to take <laughs> this woman as your wife. Phil has to <laughs> assemble the shrine of the silver monkey to get married, and he fucks it up. <laughs> he fucks it up. What are those things that capture you? The temple guards. Yeah, the temple guards, they look like fucking putties. <laughs> and they're all the bridesmaids and groomsmen of the temple <laughs> If you fail, I will curse your seed so that your second child sucks a shit. Yeah. <laughs> your son will be garbage. <laughs> <laughs> and then and then his mouth opens and a bunch of fog comes out. <laughs> and that is where all the slime came from. Right. Yeah, yeah the, cause the fog is just like ionized radiation. <laughs> <laughs> Your semen are lazy now. Don't go for a third kid. You'll name it something incredibly stupid. <laughs> yeah. And that's why in the picture, you actually can't see anything in the background. You just see the two of them in the foreground. It's probably because the fog was obscured. It's the sterilizing fog. Do not capture Olmec's visage. This is double cursed. Yeah. Oh, God. Incredible. Well, that's what we see. That's some deep dug lore that we see in this hallway. Oh, man. Uh... And there's another photo of just, like, someone's face super close up. Like, it basically looks like the Nick Jr. face. Maybe it is Nick Jr. Maybe, <laughs> affi- Maybe he officiated the wedding. Nick Jr. face did. Hi there. <laughs> yes, here. I pronounce you man and wife. Burr, burr, burr. <laughs> 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 they weren't even going there to get married. They just flashed up on a screen, and uh, Theda was just like, oh, okay. Yeah, yeah, Phil was like, well, I uh, I guess we have to do it now, dear. <laughs> <laughs> I can't ignore what a uh, talking face tells me. <laughs> you like how Phil just briefly became Barack Obama there for a second? <laughs> yes. I can only do, like, two impressions. Uh, right. Clear? I think that's the My way. son is a worthless dipshit. <laughs> I think that's the way we've always done Phil's voice on this show. <laughs> oh, man. All right, well. <laughs> so the Sleeches, they pop out of the vent nearby, uh, and they tell Doug and Judy that their observations are complete. Uh, Doug offers them to talk to Judy, and Judy looks, like, proud. She, like, puts her hands on her hips and smiles that being offered as an interview subject 
And the Sleeches just go, no, and run away. <laughs> Later, we find out that the Sleeches uh, develop a crush on Judy, which seems to, uh, you know, run counter to one of the three character traits that they have so far. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> also, I do appreciate that they do demonstrate their first moment of genuine intelligence here of, we could talk to the members of Doug's family, or we could not do that. <laughs> yeah. We've got all we need already. <laughs> Mingo doesn't give a shit. We know we've investigated your laundry. We've checked out your ductwork. We know what you have for lunch. We're done. <laughs> yeah, right. like how are they gonna? How's Wingo gonna grade this? It's just like, I oh yeah, she... Roger, you're full of shit. You didn't do anything. I don't think she does. Based on the ending, like yeah. there's, there's no criteria for anything. Yeah, I think this is just a way for her to not have to do anything for like this is she set up this report in the expectation she was gonna go on a real fucking bender that evening, and this way the next day, eh, I don't really got to get shit done. Right. Well, <laughs> Doug, Doug, like stops them as they're trying to run away. And he's like, hey, I wait, I gotta meet your family too. And then they whisper 5927 back and forth. Which either means making money from a hobby or a yaoi fan pairing from the anime Kateko Hitman Reborn. Speaking of redacted. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Gonna beep that one, Mike. <laughs> Thanks, Google. <laughs> oh my god. Uh, well, he said, they say, the Sleeches say. Our father is very busy. He cannot be disturbed. We have prepared this report for your presentation. And they hand him like a, like a big, a big pamphlet. Which rocks. It, it owns that <laughs> report to be written for you. That we Definitely. have, put, we have put together the report you are going to do on us. We have these <laughs> in multiple formats anytime somebody might ask us. Also, we have secretly structured it so that if the teacher ever did look at it, you would be instantly failed. Right, definitely. Oh, it's when we trap. get to the part next scene, I will explain exactly why this is the case. Oh yeah, go into it now. We are uh, they they the next scene is them at the Hongerberger looking through the report. Go for it, Jim. Okay, so they're looking through the uh, like Skeeter comments. How wow, look at all these cool graphics. Now, I do this shit for a living now because <laughs> yeah. I've made good decisions with my life. They have very carefully designed this such that if you look at it, you will, one, go mad, and two, realize that whoever put this together doesn't know what a graph is. <laughs> For example, there is a series of bar graphs of, like, there's a quick little gag there that is kind of entertaining. It's just a amount of lawn furniture purchases over time, haha. Except for one, the x-axis is not time two the y-axis is some fox news ass bullshit i'm talking the numbers in ascending order are 72 8 11 uh-huh that's how it goes they go all over the place i think the x-axis is also palo gazeba hola and hoops and the one that most absolutely, what the hell is this even supposed to be, is that there is a page that is briefly covered by Skeeter's hand, but uh, we do eventually see it in this whole thing. Sleech population. Yeah! Sleech population starts at five, and over time, starts dropping. <laughs> Sleech population was five. That's why there's then no it was mom. Four. That's why there's no mom in this episode. It probably well, is. Well, you'd think that, like, that was the initial thing, just because that's the first thing you'd see. It started at five and it dropped to four. And then it drops to three. And then it drops to two. And then it drops to one. <laughs> oh, Sleech population. Like, at least two of the Sleeches are dead or no longer being counted as population. Maybe they had a brother. And then the brother went to college, and then one of the sleeches, uh, you know, went to jail for the thing. <laughs> oh, oh, yeah. The thing. So oh, they talk about this the is a sheet of prophecy of what is yet to come. Right. <laughs> I mean, they yeah, might have a time machine. They do do wacky inventions in the Disney, uh, the Disney episodes. It's oh, true. God. There's also a pie chart of annual distribution of towels. And a line graph that has the x-axis of onions, pickle, and relish. Uh, 
Cool. There's also just like a weird, like full page statement that says, when man zatan zoo sh, it's so mine rattan okay mazum. Exclamation point. They're writing something to a That's just standard legal jargon. Don't worry about that. <laughs> of course, of course. Uh, and then Doug even says to Skeeter, he reads out some parts of it. He says, 542 feet of electrical wiring and average temperature 492 Kelvin, which is very hot. <laughs> <laughs> uh, wait, it's, 400, it's, what's Kelvin zero? I forgot. Oh, Kelvin zero is absolute well, zero. What's uh, absolute zero in Celsius? 273, I think. Yeah, holy shit. That's uh, above boiling. 492 Kelvin is 425 Fahrenheit. <laughs> that's <laughs> obscene. Like, that's... That's not quite the surface of the sun, but that's getting there. Yeah, I don't, I, I don't know what they could possibly be reading. I mean, maybe they're like, re- they're, they're thinking about like the heat inside of an electrical wire, but that would probably maybe it's burn the, heat the wire inside their computer. Brian, <laughs> inside, that would make sense. Inside Brian, inside Brian computer. Yes, but yeah, I'm sticking with my original premise that this is designed so that it looks very impressive, and if anybody who knows anything starts reading it, they will instantly realize this person doesn't know fuck all. (laughs) Flunk them immediately. I mean, I think it's a very strong autistic move to put in your report how many feet of electrical wire you have in your house. (laughs) I suppose. And an even stronger move to lie about it, because, I mean, who's going to catch you? (laughs) Exactly. (laughs) <laughs> power move baby uh well doug says that he can't turn it in specifically because it's not about the family at all which i mean i guess population would sort of be about the family but it's not about anything yeah. about their personality Th- this contains your plot to undo several members of your family guys <laughs> what the hell this right. is a manifesto Al. a little bit a little bit yeah <laughs> which one of you is going to kill the other one <laughs> no one's gonna roll on the other one Ah, Bitcoin purchases. Of course. (laughs) Well, uh, as they're talking about this, uh, Connie shows up and sits down with them. Connie and BB do. Uh, And and Connie is finishing telling BB about Roger's trailer. She says that it's actually very roomy inside. Oof. (laughs) Man. Damn, man. It's not very great. It's not a very like, uh, oh, yeah, it's actually fine that he, like, you know. Yeah, I thought thought she was talking about Bibi's house. She was like, yeah, of course, she lives in a mansion. But I forgot she was fucking partners. That sucks, man. (laughs) She's just like patronizing him. Uh, Your house is very nice. (laughs) Yeah. You can see why Roger is sitting in the other table over and just kind of not interacting with this because, man, Christ, fuck off. Just brooding. Well, they start to ask Doug about the Sleech's house. Uh, BV asks, Have you found out what those weird smells are coming from their basement? Yeah, and that black smoke? Weird smells? Smoke? It's cooking, folks. (laughs) (laughs) They're baking. The only thing that comes from cooking, black smoke. You may not be doing it right. They're uh, making burnt donuts, I guess. (laughs) That is what they're actually doing, we later find. Well, and BB leans in and he's, she's like, And what about their dad? What do you mean? I live right next door, and I've never even seen him. <laughs> do bakers <laughs> work nights? Yeah, sometimes. Like, okay. if they got to get stuff for the next morning, they yeah, got to get I fresh stuff for the morning. So. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Uh, and Roger is saying that it's obviously because he's a super evil scientist locked in his lab doing experiments. No, they say experimentations, which pisses me off because you—that's not what you say. You say experiments. <laughs> okay, well that's why I this corrected. Is, this it, is I guess. my sleech moment. <laughs> <laughs> Trap sprung sleech. <laughs> oh man, yeah, and they're like, and Doug obviously immediately believes him. Roger's like, if I'm lying, I'm dying. <laughs> nice, dude. Which is a weird thing to say. It's very weird. He just hits the jukebox and music starts playing. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, like, that last time anybody said that was maybe the early 60s. Well, that's all the references in Doug are from the early True. 60s. Uh, well, they, they, he actually tells Doug that Papa Sleech is making super brainy kids in order to turn everyone into Sleeches and then to take over Bluffington. And then, like, they look at the, the profile on Mr. Sleech in the pamphlet, in the, like, the report, 
And it's all like redacted. It's a bunch of like black markouts on most of what they actually wrote, and it's marked classified at the top. Which would make you think, why even include it at all? Well, they had to do this really good visual gag. <laughs> of course. There's a couple of words on it that aren't blacked out, though. Uh, the words Mr. Sleech and but the an and then notably McDonough. Mc yeah, what? that's weird. McDonald's? McDonough. <laughs> McDonald's. No, it's McDonough, like a last name. Uh, maybe that's their dearly departed mother. Maybe. But it's the last word in the report. Uh, it's like, uh, so I don't know. It, it, maybe it is just McDonald's. <laughs> They're just like, we're tired of writing this report. It's McDonald's time. <laughs> We've tried a better yeah. resort. Please let us go to McDonald's. Maybe they, yeah. they're the only people that go to McDonald's in this universe. That's why we never see them at the Honker Burger. Oh, shit. Yeah, maybe. Yeah. yeah you, you, you keep saying that their dad's a baker because we find out later he is. Maybe he's baking for McDonald's. <laughs> <laughs> he's making McApple pies. <laughs> yeah. The perfect donut, the McApple pie. <laughs> Doug just brings in a box for everybody at the end. They're just like, oh boy, it's McDonald's. <laughs> this is so much better than the Honker Burger. It's not made out of fucking beets. Yeah, this doesn't taste like tires. <laughs> What's that say this is made out of? A cow? It's, Weird. It's not made out of grain and oil. <laughs> Oh, sick. <laughs> well, this sends Doug into a fantasy. Uh, and he imagines Mr. Sleech in like a Frankenstein lab with Alan Moe. <laughs> I've done it! It's alive! Another success, Father. We are very lucky. Now we have... Sisters. I've made you girlfriends. <laughs> <laughs> kind of, it, it's kind of like that because <laughs> they look exactly like the Sleege Boys, except they have pigtails, earrings, and they have dresses instead of shirts. But there's a very weird shot of them. Oh, where, yeah. Where it is like the framing is looking up the dresses and they're not wearing pants. And they're just looking at like their crotches, which are perfectly smooth and the same skin color as the rest of them. There we go. Yeah, the <laughs> sleech upskirt shot was, <laughs> that was a decision somebody made. It's so weird. Like they incredibly didn't have, so. They didn't have to do that angle. <laughs> yeah, no. In fact, he could have pulled his sheet away, like they do in Frankenstein. He could have given him pants. <laughs> or you could have. Yeah, you could have given them pants. Pants is allowed. <laughs> it's so. It's so weird. It's so like, Alamu can look up their girlfriend's skirts. <laughs> No, they're sisters' skirts, they say. <laughs> no. <laughs> like, Same oh thing. My, oh, the original is oh Bride of Frankenstein, not Sister of Frankenstein. Wait, we, we don't like, know if they're related. They, they might be. I mean, they have the same dad, technically. <laughs> yeah. God, this... Oh, no. The problem is that if you get rid of one of the creepy levels of this... <laughs> The all the other ones get thrown into immensely sharp relief. Hey, so guess what? I'll bet you guys dollars to donuts you can guess who wrote this episode. Oh no! Is it that same fucking guy? <laughs> it's the same guy. Woo! Holy shit, dude! Sick. Guy. This guy rocks. <laughs> The guy with the dominatrix... God damn, man. Sister dominatrix fantasy. <laughs> Buddy. My sister's also me. <laughs> My sister is also me. At, like, oh, God. I look Fucking into a mirror hell. and what do I see? My sister. <laughs> who's, no who's telling me to put her clothes on and roll around the, on the floor like a little worm. Did this guy write the Mr. Computer episode, too? Uh, I don't think, I don't he, no, think he did. so. That he one. didn't write the Mr. That's Computer That's probably episode. why it's not called Mr. Computer. Right. Oh. It's also why the business episode wasn't quite as insufferably horny. Yeah. 
Thank I thought I said this bit. was the, the least horny episodes. I was still correct about that, but holy shit, this one bit is <laughs> Ma, just there's like, also, what the There's fuck? plenty of comedy sounds coming. <laughs> oh my God. I disagree on this, but let's keep going. Uh, well, <laughs> Skeeter is just like, he. you can't just write down what Roger tells you instead of interviewing their dad. And Doug's like, I can't decide if I should just lie or not. <laughs> <laughs> it's very tempting to not do any work, which I mean, yeah. fair. It's very tempting to just write what Roger told me and Wingo won't care. I have very <laughs> important something to do. Right. Uh, well, they're just like, Skeeter's like, well, I guess you can just flunk the class instead. <laughs> nice. He's right. Uh, he's right. This is what convinces Doug to actually go to the Sleech house. Uh, he goes over to their house. It's a pretty nice house. Yeah, it's a, it's a nice house, but, like, the front is in disrepair. Like, the fence is broken. The, like, there's, it's, like, overgrown lawn with, like, a crazy trees all around. Yeah, because nobody's there to do lawn care. Basically. It, it, it's a dark and stormy night, too. Like, there's lightning going off. And uh, Doug goes to ring the doorbell, which makes like a howl sound. <laughs> and, and, as, yeah. and as he rings the doorbell, the boys immediately look out the mail slot in the door. <laughs> so they've been sitting there waiting for him. Yeah, they rush forward from the computer like xenomorphs. <laughs> yes. uh, and Doug says, he says, let me in. I have to come in and interview your let dad. Let me in your house. Let me in. I have come to interview your dad. I have a Let right. Let me in. <laughs> I have a right to be here. <laughs> I am not a citizen of the United States. I am a sovereign citizen. I can be wherever I want. <laughs> I'm here to get your Bitcoin. <laughs> <laughs> I'm here to help you invent Bitcoin. <laughs> yes. <laughs> well, uh, they they look at each other and say the numbers five six seven and nineteen fifty two, which I didn't. I decided to stop looking up meaning. Nineteen fifty two, I bet, will be Jenkins' birth year. Probably wouldn't be shocked. Uh, and uh, then they tell him that that uh, their dad will be ready in the kitchen in fifty four seconds. And they let him in. It's 53. That's so weird. <laughs> <laughs> That's Fine. incredibly weird, actually. Um, Maybe he forgot what his birth year was. <laughs> they just got close. Maybe it was his conception year. <laughs> oh, yeah, he's pro-life, so it has to be his conception <laughs> year. Yes, yeah, so that oh, is his God birth year. Oh, God. <laughs> Oh my god. Well, so they go into the house, uh, and they see in the kitchen that Al is dressed in a fedora with a mustache on and pretends to be the dad. And somehow Doug recognizes this. Doug is usually oblivious as fuck and is just yeah. like, hey, they're dad. Remember <laughs> that Larry, a very large pink man, was able to hide <laughs> from Doug in a completely open room behind a chair that had a hole through the back of it. Yeah. Well, that was when Doug was in an angry rampage. Right, his vision was so red that he couldn't see the large pink man. Right, now he's like just in... Vision. Right, now he's just indignant at being denied entry to somewhere. So maybe he's on guard. You can't fool me. I'm a genius. <laughs> Doug the genius. Uh, well, he he he's like, hey, get out of get out of that costume, Al. Uh, and they say that, oh, you you figured me out. And they say that their dad isn't home because he's doing very important secret experimentations. Uh, and Doug is like, well. Wingo can't flunk me if he's not home, but show me around your house anyway. I mean, she can. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Probably would. <laughs> uh, and, and so he demands a tour of the house. Uh, <laughs> they take Doug upstairs, and he tries to open a random door without asking. <laughs> and they like, punch hey, him in the hand. <laughs> <laughs> they just fucking slap his hand. <laughs> 
<laughs> and then point to a sign that says, do not enter when the red light is on. And then they turn on the red light. <laughs> <laughs> Which is turnonable from the outside. Yeah. It would have been funny if then Doug went and turned off the light and was like, what are you going to do now? <laughs> Let me in. <laughs> I've, I've, I've solved your puzzle. Yeah. And they're like, very astute, Doug, funny. <laughs> <laughs> You've solved our maze. <laughs> You've now earned a trinket from us. Oh, you could attempt to guess our riddle. Yes. You've sent us back to our home dimension, Doug, funny. <laughs> oh, God. Well, they get to their bedroom. Uh, and Doug sees there's, there's like nothing in the room except for a table with a sheet over it and a set of bunk beds. And so, Doug is like, Doug is like, fuck yeah, bunk beds. I mean, who wouldn't? <laughs> of course. Who gets the top? We alternate. What? Weekly? Monthly? Every four hours. <laughs> Good one. And they're completely serious. And Doug goes, ha ha ha, good joke. And then they just like <laughs> dead face him. Yeah. <laughs> I like to think that uh, it was actually a joke and they're just fucking with him. Oh, <laughs> uh, well, and then that's when they reveal the, the, the most important part of the episode. Their piece de resistance, the best character in Doug, <laughs> Brian the computer. <laughs> they pull the sheet off and they reveal a computer that they have cobbled together out of a typewriter, a bunch of exposed wiring, and like a, a, a printout, a thing that prints out uh, numbers all the time. <laughs> and they say that it is named Brian. <laughs> <laughs> Mr. Computer, we finally <laughs> meet once again. Yeah, Mr. Brian Computer. <laughs> I just would have loved it if Brian, Mr. Computer, had, uh, Brian, Brian had just uh, so briefly animated and turned and said, Hello, Doug. <laughs> yes. I know why you We meet you're... again. <laughs> I know why you're here, Doug. <laughs> Doug, I heard about how you saved the chipmunk people of Grimlord 5. <laughs> oh, man. Uh... And they say they say they spend hours playing with with Brian every day. <laughs> so I mean, the same relatable folks. <laughs> I'm on top of Brian right now. <laughs> Brian's my best friend. <laughs> uh, and they 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 Doug immediately asks if they have any games for it, and then they go, "Oh fuck yeah, games!" And they yell, <laughs> "Glorak!" And then like make. Make hand motions to each other and pr- and proceed to ignore Doug for two hours. <laughs> Correct. <Relatable. laughs> yes. Glorak! Make yourself invisible or you will surely perish. Well, I guess I'll just watch. Danger, Dragonborn! Beware the Glorak! Glorak! <laughs> yeah, they just start playing this game, right? Uh, it's like an Egypt-themed game, I guess. Uh, Shrug. I, I don't understand what's going on in the game at all. It looks like just a very complicated game that Jim would like. <laughs> yeah, kicks ass. Yeah, there are a bunch of obscure symbols and like references to mythology and the words yes and no a bunch at the bottom. So yeah, Jim would probably love this game. It's not of space though. Oh, true. Yeah, it's not a space Maybe game. this is the land edition of Glorax or whatever. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Glorax got, too yeah. as the space chipmunks. <laughs> yes. <laughs> yeah. You need to build a uh, fill the computer to play the space version. <laughs> Brian can only play the land version. <laughs> um, well, they play for two hours uh, as Doug just lies on their bed <laughs> and doesn't say anything. <laughs> Uh, absolute beta. <laughs> yeah, they're just absolutely doming Doug. He's probably like asking them. He's probably like tried asking them questions for half an hour, and they were like, "Shoo, shoo, shoo, shut up, shut up. We're gaming. We're gaming. Yeah, it's time for gaming, Doug. Don't you know anything about this? He's like, if you want to learn about our family, then sit down and watch. <laughs> Contemplate the video game. Yeah. Understand 
the video game. Yeah. <laughs> oh, man. Well, <laughs> Doug says that he's got to go because it's 10 p.m. now. <laughs> Doug sat there for two hours and watched them play an incomprehensible gibberish game. Without even, like, he never talked to him. He didn't even ask him if he could stick around. Or, yeah, see the rest of the house or ask (laughs) them about themselves. He probably just took a nap on their bed. (laughs) Oh, man. And they they, they start freaking out when he tells them that it's 10 o'clock. Uh, the sleeches start running around the room, banging their heads on the wall and pulling out their hair, uh, because their dad is coming home. Yeah, every time, that, ha- that happens to me every time, uh, I stop playing a video game at night and look at the time. <laughs> Same, honestly. I'll go, how the fuck is it three in the morning? <laughs> Wait, the sun's out. <laughs> yeah. Oh, Gross. no. Get rid of that. Get back to gaming. They are actually playing. Maybe this is, it's like a history game. It's like they're playing Civ. <laughs> and this is <laughs> That's what I classic. thought. It was like an early Civ or like Paradox game. Yeah, the classic Civ, one more turn. <laughs> <laughs> uh, to be fair, uh, I had the last week off from work, and by the end of it, I was spending my entire day not seeing the sun. <laughs> We've all been there, folks. <laughs> Uh, eh. Maybe not Jim. <laughs> it's Jimmy. late. Like, oh no, we've all had that day, particularly now that I had it's that week. dark as hell. Out. <laughs> I've had that long time. <laughs> Jim, you're the weird one here. <laughs> I honestly yeah. envy you people and your ability to do that. I don't. I try to push past that point. I'm just out like a light. There's no pushing. I, don't. I envy you that you can sleep on a regular basis. It's more like being dragged. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> By your brain going, games, 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 games. <laughs> Don't you want some more Twizzlers, Mike? <laughs> you can order some more from Sam's Club. <laughs> oh my god. Let's have a monster energy at 12 in the morning. <laughs> Hell yeah, bro. Have another scoop of Kratom. <laughs> One more turn in civilization. (laughs) Uh, Well, as they're freaking out, the sleeches started to push Doug out their door. Uh, But as they open the door, uh, the the dad opens the door. uh, He opens it from the other side. uh, And Doug has another fantasy about what the dad might be like. And he imagines the Sleech boys saying that, no, wait, they like Doug. Why do you have to do this to him? And but the, he goes, they know too much. And he turns him into a bottled Doug. He puts Doug in a jar. And then Doug ah. has a line that I, like has been seared into my brain for 30 years. It's, help, let me out. I'm talented. This has been seared in your brain. Yes. Just the idea of Doug going, I'm telling, while trapped in a jar is so absurd to me. <laughs> this, this alongside such greats as the Funny Five. <laughs> Doug, the Funny Five. <laughs> oh, my God. Yeah, I feel like all the stuff that's seared my brain is from season three and beyond. I feel it sounds like, like I it. feel like no, the earlier stuff that hooked to me as as much. It's still all there, granted, but yeah. Well, season three is the season they started talking shit on Doug as a character. Yes, makes it more and compelling. probably psychically attached to that. Right. Uh, well, so they try to push him out the door back in the real life, uh, and somebody shows up and just says, "Who are you?" <laughs> <laughs> And they say, they say, don't tell him. (laughs) (laughs) I'm a stranger. Yeah. And Doug says, hello, I'm Doug. (laughs) Uh, Well, he saw this guy knows that uh, he's the one that the boys went to interview. And he's like, I suppose you'd like to know more about me. And, like, pulls Doug out of the room by the shoulder. <laughs> He's like, huh. Doug's, like Doug's like, Doug's like, I've seen enough. <laughs> and, then, and then the guy says, this is the creepiest shit. The guy goes, <laughs> nonsense. You've come all this way. You must see where I do my experimentation. 
This is where they get the Bitcoin idea for redacted. (laughs) (laughs) Yes. I just imagine this. Imagine, like, suddenly the leeches, like, this entire bit undermines everything they have going on later on the episode because the whole thing is oh no other people are embarrassed about silly stuff too no the sleeches are right not to let their dad interact (laughs) with people if this is the kind of shit he pulls yeah 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 (laughs) dad please don't do the creepy uncle thing anymore (laughs) fuck's sake yeah well this is the scene with Next scene is the one with Doug moaning a lot. (laughs) (laughs) No more. There's a scene of Doug moaning as the camera pans across devices labeled (laughs) flour, sugar, and vanilla. And then Mr. Sleech says, had enough. Had enough? Why didn't it all take this angle? Four inches is my limit. (laughs) (laughs) It's so crazy. Like, it's I completely (laughs) missed this. You win. win. I resign. Fuck. I even I saw this, and I don't like to see stuff like this. I didn't see it at all. I guess I, that was my mistake for watching this before dinner. I guess I was just hungry. It's like, yeah, okay, I'm with you on this one. Uh, yeah, donuts, all right. <laughs> well, Fuck. we find out that what's actually going on is that Mr. Sleech has been force-feeding Doug donuts. And cramming him into his mouth because Doug has eaten fucking four donuts at 10 p.m. <laughs> Who am amongst us? <laughs> These are big donuts. It's like, wait a minute, it's 10 p.m. Yeah. You'd think that, like, the parents would have paid some attention to where the nah. fuck is Doug. Yeah, isn't his curfew, like, 9.30 or something? Didn't we rec- go over that at some point? Something his curfew is 8. Oh, shit. <laughs> He left at his curfew. Maybe he got his parents' permission first. He he rang the hotel. Maybe. (laughs) Well, now he's eaten four fucking full-size donuts. And talked to his his dad about something, because his dad now, after four donuts, goes over the important information. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah. Yeah, and and Mo and Mo and Al are not here. They're shown as like watching through the vent and stuff. They just didn't want to come with him. Maybe they're uh, diabetic. <laughs> Maybe we've already had so many of the old man's stupid fucking donuts. There's more to existence than donuts, Father. There are video games. There are dumb graphs. There is attempting to get Doug Funny flunked out of his school. Glory. <laughs> There's Glorak. <laughs> oh, he doesn't have a good round of Glorak, folks. Folks. <laughs> folks. <laughs> Going to three in the morning, eating Twizzlers, playing Glorak. <laughs> well, he, Mr. Sleech says that he, it's a tough life because he works all night and sleeps all day, but he loves it. He's a baker. And he's been working on making the perfect donut in his secret donut lab in the basement. <laughs> and he, he, he understands that his boys just are maybe embarrassed because a working stiff like me with a couple of Einsteins. <laughs> like this also, this kind of set me off just on grounds of Jim Jenkins has no idea what intelligence is. <laughs> How do you figure? Like, One, it is made painfully obvious by this actual chain of events that, no, the apple did not far fall from the tree. Did not fall far from the tree. His sons and him have a lot in common. They both get nigh-autistically obsessive about the object of their interest. He is really fascinated by cooking. They are really fascinated with dumb nerd aesthetic bullshit. That we also love. <laughs> this guy's giving himself a bunch of shit for the fact that, oh no, because the thing I'm into isn't viewed as smart people stuff, I must not be smart. And no, that's 
fucking stupid. But for a very long time there, there's this weird... I don't even know what to call it. Like, there's some class bullshit in there, but it's honestly just the aesthetic element. Like, being incredibly smart about, like, cars or some bullshit like that, that was viewed as the acceptable way to be a smart guy back... Like, I am come from the middle of nowhere. I know a couple of people who were absolutely very smart people. But because they didn't like to think themselves as smart kids, the acceptable way for them to be smart was to know everything about cars. I'll guarantee hmm. you, Mr. Sleech knows everything there is to know about dumb baseball statistics because that was the acceptable thing to be autistic as fuck about up until they invented video games, and thank God. Well, <laughs> sorry to interrupt, but really quick, the only type of donut he seems to make visually is the chocolate donut. <laughs> Yeah, he knows the one thing that he likes to make, and he focuses on it to the exclusion of all else because he's going to get this one tiny piece of the world perfect. It's the perfect donut he's working on, and he's already narrowed down all the other shit no. ones and thrown them out. Yeah. Fuck Clearly, donut. there's no way for this man to empathize with his sons who are staying up until three in the morning trying to get the perfect score on Glorak. <laughs> <laughs> well, yeah. I, well, that, how do you think they stay up until three in the morning every day? <laughs> yeah. Chocolate donuts all the time. Yeah, absolutely. <laughs> like this yeah. is there's a weird kind of '90s smart isn't being right. intelligent. It's having an aesthetic thing going on here. Yeah. The I freaking love science shit all over again. Right. Like no, seriously, you can be smart in a bunch of different arenas. Yeah. This is possible, but just because this is a thing that is beyond Jim Jink, I mean Doug, Doug is what I meant, <laughs> because it is beyond Doug that smarts can come in a way other than talking a bunch about science and doing a bunch of graphs, clearly Mr. Sleech must be a big dumbo. I freaking sure. love Sleeches. <laughs> <laughs> I freaking love Glory. <laughs> uh, <laughs> Only 90s kids will remember Glorak. <laughs> yes. Uh, well, then Doug is like, all right, well, this gives me an idea. Uh, and it cuts to the next day in class when uh, they've written their report. So I guess Doug wrote his report all night because it's already like 1030 at this point. He goes home and writes the report all night. <laughs> uh, and Alan well, Based Moore, on the contents that we hear of the report, all it has is an introduction to the Sleech's dad. And then in conclusion, that's the Sleech's. <laughs> he didn't write anything. <laughs> that's very true. And Wayne goes just like, yeah, sure. What the fuck ever, kid. Right. Well, the first thing we hear is Alan Moo's report on Doug's house. And thus, our environmental analysis of the funny family reveals a well-nourished familial relationship, hampered only by an inattentiveness to the wonders of science. They don't freaking love science enough. That's the only problem with their right. lives. Everything else about it, the fact right. that the parents haven't been back to the house in weeks, normal. <laughs> Completely normal and good. <laughs> Uh, well, they, they, Doug goes into his analysis of the Sleeches, and he, he does, like, a scary intro, like, mad scientists, scary laboratories, weird experimentations, this is what you think of when you think of the Sleeches, and Wingo is, like, grinning this whole time. <laughs> you have to imagine the Sleeches are sitting in the background, like, what the fuck, Doug? Yeah, wouldn't this well, mortify the Sleeches? <laughs> I think that's what the no the Sleeches wanted was him to say this shit, right? They wanted him well, wouldn't, to say they want his their dad to be a secret, and he's like, "Well, I'm gonna bring their dad into school." Yeah, that the thing that he does next when he just fucking invites their dad in, yeah, that would absolutely mortify the Sleeches. You know, I do have to be at work in about two hours, yeah. and I didn't get to sleep at all because I'm doing this. Right. I am yeah. sacrificing at least a day's worth of being able to function as a human being so I can do this shit for you, kids. Right. As a surprise completely to you that is also humiliating. <laughs> Fuck off. Yeah, they invite uh, Mr. Sleech in, and he says, here's my experiments, they're donuts. And everyone eats. Then everyone eats the donuts, <laughs> and everyone loves it. Uh, and Doug says, "I guess the moral of." So I gave my report on the real Sleeches, and hopefully Alan Lou realized that even though their dad isn't a super evil genius scientist, he still makes a great donut. 
what? And that's it. (laughs) (laughs) The biggest gap in this one, because you can tell what they were going for, is that, okay, it's the humiliation of people being humiliated by their parents for dumb reasons. Okay, fine, whatever. That's universal. Yeah. Notice that Phil and Theta weren't in this one. Yeah, that is kind of weird, huh? That, like, it's a thing about families. And they didn't have enough time to put Doug's parents in here. <laughs> yeah. They had like, to do the sick Glorak joke. <laughs> yeah, the sick Glorak joke and the them scooting around in vents. Like, yeah. you could do a thing of mutual misunderstanding where, I mean, God knows after the kite episode, we know for a fact that... Uh, the Sleeches are going to empathize wonderfully with Doug's father on the off chance <laughs> kites come up. Oh, yeah. But, like, you could have the each of us finds the idea of the other one interviewing our family members horribly embarrassing, but it turns out actually they're fine. We're just being weird for no reason. That could be a decent moral. Instead, it's just a, ah, ah, fucking nerds. <laughs> yeah, it kind of is. Like, the 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 moral is that, like, hey, it's okay to not be a big brainy boy. Or maybe it's that, like... It's it's, it's fine it's, to hate your father as long as you realize you're <laughs> stupid about it. Oh, God. Yeah, that actually tracks. Oh, no. Because if Phil had been in there, there would have had to be something of, it's discovered that actually... I my neuroses about my dad were there for no reason. And no, that is not a moral that Jim Jenkins will accept. So it has to be someone else's. You're allowed to, the dad is allowed to be right about everything and you were wrong to question <laughs> him. But saying that there was uh like saying that you shouldn't be afraid of him, no, he will not accept that. That is too right. built in. Oh man. Yeah, they could have like done a thing where they combined the baking with the science and made like a science donut. Or something. Hell yeah. <laughs> oh, I don't know. Man. All right. So the moral is your fair, your father is correct <laughs> again. <laughs> father knows best. <laughs> it's again the moral. The moral is that you should just be playing Glorak right now. <laughs> of course. Oh, man. Well, on that, let's call this one here so we can go play some Glorak. <laughs> Glorak. 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 <laughs> thanks for joining us everyone on another episode of the funny papers we'll see you next time goodbye bye glorak 2 was bullshit